Hey guys, welcome to Chelsea Disgrace Podcast. I'm Chelsea Grace, and I just need to start off by apologizing for this episode and a couple other ones being a little late. But um, my life has been a little bit hectic lately, and um, it's been really hard to get in and record, and I sincerely apologize. And uh, from now on, I promise to have better control over my life and get these to you guys on time for, like, the, you know, three super dedicated fans out there. Um, So, yes, I apologize, and um, I promise to do a better job at um, handling my life from now on. So um, that being said, I have to uh, move on to drawing for the winner of the Chelsea Disgrace prize pack. Um, If you didn't know, last episode I inserted a queef into the podcast and you had to uh, email me uh, what time you heard the queef and I believe it was around uh, 12.26. So uh, thank you all uh, who entered the contest. It was really cool of you. Um, I'm so happy that you guys are listening. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, I put all the entries into a little bowl and I'm going to draw randomly and we'll see the winner of the Chelsea Disgrace prize pack is Ian Kozak so congratulations and um, I'll, I'll shoot you an email in the next couple days just to get your info and then I'll uh I'll have that in the mail for you. I'm not exactly sure what it's going to be yet, but uh, it'll be probably sexy and uh, hilarious and maybe a little bit gross. So, cool. Um, okay, so moving on to today's topic. Um, I've noticed a trend happening lately in the Windsor housing market. Um, not only is the market like insane right now and houses are selling in under a week for like tens of thousands of dollars above asking price, but also several houses in which I've had sex in are going up for sale. Uh, It started with my uh, gay ex-boyfriend's house where um, we'd have awkward sex after I begged him, even though like 85% of the time, like if I was coming over, he'd be like, okay, like you could come over, but we can't have sex because I did CrossFit today and my body's super sore. And it wasn't for like a while after that that I realized that uh, CrossFit was actually a guy named Mark. Cool. So, uh, yeah, that went up for sale and sold uh, sold rather quickly and above asking price. Um, Then my friend, who I've known since kindergarten, um, she put her family home up for sale. And uh, this one hit me pretty hard because uh, it was in the garage of this home that I gave my very first BJ, ladies and gentlemen, my first BJ. It's like, probably along the same importance as like wherever Mozart performed his first piano recital like this was the beginning of a very long and successful life of sharing my art form with many many men across the world bringing joy to many communities through the gift of fellatio 
And um, I feel like maybe the garage should be turned into like a historical site or something. So I uh, I was bored one day and I looked it up online. And according to uh, the website for the Ontario Ministry of Tourism, Culture and Sport under the Ontario Heritage Act, municipalities can pass bylaws to designate properties of cultural heritage or interest. So I was like, cool, like designation of heritage properties um, is a way like of publicly acknowledging a property value uh, to a community. And at the same uh, time, designate, uh, designating a site helps to ensure the conversation of these important places like go on for a lifetime and then like you know future generations can like enjoy these places and the website was actually quite informative because uh, then it goes on to explain the importance of designating places as uh, historical sites saying how um, you know it recognizes the importance of a property it protects its value encourages people to talk about it and promotes knowledge of why it's an important place and I think it could be, you know, pretty great for the Windsor community because um, there's really nothing else like it around. I mean, like, we could turn it into a cute little museum and there could be, like, pictures on the wall of all the men I've blown in my life. Uh, like, Of course, they'd have to be wallet-sized photos because, you know, I plan to live a long and sexy life and, you know, the garage is only so big. So, like, yeah, little tiny photos. And then um, we could like maybe preserve the blanket that it happened on. I'm sure it's still around somewhere. Like maybe, you know, put it behind glass or something. And we could have like a tiny hole in the glass so people could like stick their fingers through it and like feel the blanket. You know, just so it's more like interactive and they could say they've like physically felt a part of history. Um I also still keep in touch with um, the the guy that that I gave my very first BJ to, so I'm sure it wouldn't be a problem getting him to participate in an interview. You know, talking about his experience, and we could have like a screening of it maybe every half an hour or so. And of course, there would be a hot dog vendor like just outside my garage museum because I mean that would be a missed opportunity if we didn't. And then, like, the city could also try and get, like, special guest speakers to come on weekends. Like, it'd be, it could be, like, different guys I've blown. And, you know, maybe they could sign their picture that's up on the on the wall and then talk a little about, like, maybe about me and my skills or something. And then, like, of course, I would make an appearance every so often. But um, mostly I would kind of, like, show up, like, incognito and, in, like, some sort of disguised, you know, just so I can, like see how the place is being kept and make sure it like truly represents me and all my ways and like all the staff is like you know really giving it their all and um there'd be like a guest book and a bunch of like penis related souvenirs in the gift shop which would like probably just be like a lawnmower with some like 5.99 penis shaped christmas tree ornaments hanging from it but whatever um i know i would really like it if maybe there was like a secret underground like tunnel where one could go into and like receive a BJ almost like my museum although very historical and informative it could be 
also like a front for like a prostitution ring, but only for BJ's. And like that way, like men, you would find my BJ garage museum, like dedicated to me to be the best historical site in Canada. And also, you know, women who share the same passion as me could make, you know, a little bit of extra money giving BJ's in my BJ garage museum. So I don't know. Um, it's just like a, like a rough idea. I haven't thought too much into it, but uh, I think it would be really cool. I actually downloaded the PDF of how to designate a property as a historical site, but it's like 46 pages long, so, you know, I'll have to iron out the details and all that, all that shit. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, um, there's my gay ex-boyfriend's house, my BJ garage house, and now the place in which I am currently living has bittersweetly been sold. Uh, my friend who owns the house uh, decided to sell it while the market's on fire, and he sold it in less than a week, and it all happened so fast. Like one day my my landlord tells me that the realtor's coming over in 10 minutes to like assess the house and figure out a sale price. And then the following day, I'm home alone and I'm walking around naked, you know, as one who's home alone would do. And I live in the basement of this house and not not just like the basement, but the basement of the basement. Like there's the downstairs living room and then I live like a couple like stairs down further where the laundry room is. Um, so basically, I'm, I'm a house troll. So I'm down there naked. And when uh, all of a sudden I hear like footsteps upstairs, upstairs, and I'm thinking like, oh, my roommates just came home from work a little early. Um, and then I hear two men speaking super loud in Arabic, and I think to myself, okay, so one of two things is happening here: either my roommates have learned to speak Arabic in less than 24 hours for whatever reason, maybe for like better ordering accuracy from like the shawarma place down the street, which is delicious. Or perhaps these men are here with the realtor to look at the house. I mean, like, a heads up would have been nice because, like, now I'm wondering if maybe it's, like, secret possibility number three that these men are dangerous and have broken into my home to steal me and, like, enter me into, like, a sex ring, like, sex trade or whatever. I don't know. Like, because they've seen all my walks of shame from my car to my house and they know I'm, like, a little bit, like, loosey-goosey. And, like, even though I need, like, a lot of work done to fix my, like, untamed hair and, like, breath that just smells like asparagus pee and hot garbage, like, all the time, I'll probably be, like, really good at the sex trade and I'd be a good investment because, you know, with my high walk of shame volume, they'd probably figure I must know what I'm doing sexually. So now I'm all creeped out. And I, I can hear them walking, uh, like, down the stairs. So I throw on my robe. And, and by robe, I mean I threw a pillowcase around my titties and literally used a Burger King bag to cover my cooter because most of my clothes were packed up and I couldn't get to them in time. Um, then I flipped on my bedroom light and I started, like, shuffling around and moving things, making noise so they knew I was down there. And then I hear them stop and say something. Then they turned around and they left. So... That was super awkward. Um, then a few days later was the open house, and I was at work, so my roommates had to make my bed for me. And it was after I agreed to let them do that that I remembered that there's probably like at least four to six dirty pairs of underpants in the sheets, a vibrator under my pillow, and my whole bed was like dusted with Dorito crumbs because I've been eating them in my sleep for whatever reason. 
So um, I had been really busy and hadn't had time to clean. So now they know just how disgusting I am and are actually probably very excited not to be living with me anymore. So, yeah, a couple days after the open house, it sold for 15000 above asking price. So uh, now I got to move out by the end of the summer. So I wasn't really sure where to go and what to do, and I don't make very much money, so I figured it would um, make most sense financially to move in with some roommates. So I put up an ad on Kijiji. Um, if you don't know what that is, kind of like Craigslist, uh, sharing a little bit uh, about myself, nothing weird or sexual, which yes, I know is like the majority of who I am, but I kept it clean. Um, just saying I was looking for like a roommate to find a place with or someone with an available room or whatever. And I also posted a picture of myself just to add some credibility to my ad. And I even chose a picture where I had all my clothes on and my nipples weren't flying about. And I thought it was a pretty decent ad. But then um, judging by the responses I got, it was clearly an ad catered to some sort of pervert and weirdo like which normally are my kind of people for sure but I wasn't like too keen on moving in with a stranger weirdo perv like because I just assumed he would probably set up a camera in the bathroom and just like live stream all my like shits and like showers to his friends which um yeah he'd probably also keep the house at like very low temperature too so my nipples are like constantly sticking out and I hate being cold so you know, it doesn't sound very appealing to me. So so I posted uh, the ad at like 1 in the morning when I couldn't sleep due to the anxiety of my near future homelessness. So uh, I figured I'd post it and then when I wake up the next day, maybe I'd have some responses. But then about like five minutes after I posted my ad, my phone rings and I didn't answer it because it seemed frightening for whatever reason. Like just looking at the phone ringing at 1.30 in the morning was just scary to me. I have no idea why. Uh, I just assumed it was like a murderer or like a demon spirit on the other line. Then they called back like three more times and I hung up or they hung up without leaving a message. So now I'm curious because, like, this murderer demon is very persistent and is clearly very desperate to get a hold of me. Then I sort of, like, started feeling bad because, like, maybe it was, like, a demon spirit in training and he was sent, like, sent to me by a demon spirit manager to steal my soul. And, like, if he didn't, like, steal it, then he wouldn't be promoted or something. So I felt, like, bad. So when my phone rang again, I answered it and I'm like, Hello? And then I hear, hello, I hear you are looking for a roommate. And it was just so like, it was like, no, that was too happy sounding. Like It was unbelievably creepy the way he sounded. It was like, hello, I hear you are looking for a roommate. Kind of like roommate. Anyway, it was just like, like this creepy rapey indian man like so i hung up immediately and i i was almost disappointed that it wasn't a demon spirit then um the next day i get a text message and um it's not from the same number it's from a different a different guy and the conversation went like this so i get a text hi there okay this is a long shot but here i go i'm mike italian and greek I would love to take you out for dinner slash drinks slash movie. And maybe if we click and have chemistry, 
We can continue to be friends. If not, it's all good. I tried, but I think you will really like me. And then I said, how did you get my number? And then he says, oh yes, off the ad you have placed looking for a place to rent. You are Chelsea, correct? Or should I say, Chels, smiley face. And then I said, yeah, I'm looking for just a roommate though, not... Uh, not a boyfriend, but thank you so much. And he says, okay, I understand that, but I'm not looking for a girlfriend, just a friend. Live life, try me and enjoy, just take a chance. So then I didn't respond to that. So like, I'm still curious if this guy even had a room available to rent or if he just like trolls the real estate section on Kijiji looking for lovers because he did not once mention anything about a room. So there was that offer, and then uh, then I got a message from a 55-year-old widowed man who said I could live in his attic for free. He just wanted a friend for some company, which is a very generous, you know, and enticing offer if it wasn't for the fact that he'd probably be locking me into this attic and, like, serving me nothing but, like, sliced deli meats and toaster strudels under the door, and then, like, he'd have built some sort of device that makes it so there's like no phone reception in the attic and then he'll like force me into making sex with them so he could knock me up and we could have a family so you know I politely declined that offer and I started thinking like you know maybe the creepy Indian man wasn't such a bad idea anyway at least like he'd make me delicious curry based foods and then I got another email from another middle-aged man stating that he had a room for rent and he was, you know, a very clean guy and respectful of others' space, which seemed cool and normal. Then he went on to explain uh, that he isn't like most guys and he's sweet and sensitive and he's not looking for anything too serious, which started to, like, again, sound more like a personal ad than an offer for a room. And then he, like, provided me with a photo of himself. And I'm not 100% sure, but I'm almost positive. It was just a photo of Michael Bolton in, like, a puffy white shirt with, like, crisscross lace on the neckline. And, like, it definitely looked like it was maybe taken for the cover, like, of a romance novel. Like, it was very nice. But, again, I had to, to decline because it looked like, he was looking for like a date or or like like a bride or something so i got a few more creepy offers from other middle-aged men and things were starting to look pretty bleak and then this one dude messages me and he seems pretty normal cool funny and we texted the uh, texted back and forth about like what area we're looking to live in and how much we want to spend and all that jazz and then so i gave him my instagram and told him to creep me so he knew like i was a legit person and then it took a bit of a turn. So so he says, um, oh, you're hilarious. You seem fun and you're a bit of a babe. So now I'm thinking, like, first of all, a bit of a babe. I'm like, I'm like slightly more than a bit. I'm like a chunk of a babe, like a good, healthy bite of a babe. And second of all, like, great. Like, this is probably going to head somewhere creepy. So I text back and I'm like, haha, thanks. Yeah, my Instagram makes me look quite wild which I can be but all jokes aside I'm a decent person then he says will there be this much nudity if we live together because I like nudity to which I responded are you a murderer 
And then he assured me that he wasn't a murderer, but then he asked if I had a boyfriend because he said it seems uh, that I'm a chronic masturbator, which I totally am, but I didn't know how he knew that, so I'm assuming he listened to my podcast. Then he says, Just to be honest, I find you sexy as fuck and you seem fun, and I don't know if I could keep my hands off you. So if you're not down for that, this could cause some tension. I will have blue balls for the length of the lease and be running to my room every 30 seconds to jack off. So, uh, yeah, like, uh, I really very much appreciate the wonderful compliment as, uh, as well as the honesty. It was nice that he let me know beforehand instead of letting me move in and then, like, jerking off all around the house, making it all sticky, like a bag of, like, hot marshmallows but unfortunately that was the best and least murdery option i've gotten so far so for now it looks like i'll be moving back in with mom dad and then the younger brother until i can find a place and i'm really not sure if this is sad empathetic or if it's gonna be a hoot i don't know i thought about moving into my nana's basement but i figure it probably wouldn't be good for me to live with her because like she's she's fucking wild like, she can drink a box of wine to herself in a couple hours, and she'd still be able to walk a straight line if it wasn't for her, you know, bad knees that gave her a slight hobble. I feel like if I lived there, we'd just, like, constantly be getting fucked up, and she would, like, overfeed me, and I'd just be, like, this big, fat, drunken fuck of a person and never amount to anything, which isn't too far off from where my life is going now, but still... So yeah, three homes I've had sex in uh, went up for sale this year, and now I am uh, homeless. And uh, part of me wishes this like creepy Indian man was in fact a soul-sucking demon that had killed me. So you know my ghost body could go like haunt all these houses that I, that are going up for sale. I think it would be really fun. It'd be really cool to fuck with like the new owners every time they went to have sex, like. I could hide their condoms on them or like like sing romantic love ballads and like a ghastly key that would really offset the mood. Or I could like float past the dude's wiener and make it really cold with my ghost body and then it would like shrink up and become like impotent or something. I don't know, I think it'd be fun. But yep, that's what's uh that's what's going on with me. So uh I'm gonna leave it at that for now. So thank you so much for listening. And remember that I'm here to make you feel better about yourself. One Chelsea Grace Palm at a time. Bye. Ow, she's a